I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chaffin. So long, and yeah. work in this business, and watching certain people where it's like when they were young comics, and you know, all they wanted was work and yeah, respect time. Yeah. and and fame and, yes. and and all these things, and not even fame, just, just stage time, stage time, and recognition, recognition, yeah, yeah, fame, yeah, whatever, yeah, validation. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. trust me, it's fame for a lot yeah. of these people. Maybe not for us, right. but for a lot of people it is. Right, right. You know, it, just that, you know, walking into a room and being admired and yeah, you know, yeah. this person's funny or whatever. And so you see people that, you know, we, we watch people come up and they start to get these opportunities. Right. You know, and they start to get like really blessed opportunities to right. kind of be in front of a camera and make some money and get things. And then they're still just as fucked up as they've always been. And worse. it's like, the worst. And then they're not happy enough. Like, and then they still complain. And yeah. then they still go after everybody. And yeah. like, we're all busting our dues in these shithole places. And sure. then they're playing real rooms. And it's like, they're still fucking bitching yeah. about it. Sure. Sure. So it's amazing to me how comics are just horrible people. Well, I, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, I, would, I used to think, because uh, you know, I do my podcast. And, and my yeah. podcast has evolved from relationship to sort of, life advice because everything becomes so everything's so interconnected sure and what i feel what i feel like more than anything is it's all about validation what you were talking about validation mm -hmm. and a lot of times so many people they feel uh they feel inadequate they already feel inadequate yeah and so they're insecure about their inadequacies and sure. so i don't think that they're really horrible what happens is some of them the, are. yeah <laughs> yes yes but I, I think that's a small percentage I, and, I, and I'm, I've changed this thinking because when you are in a comfortable career position, a lot of times people who are, are kind of crappy become decent when they get the opportunity. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah some, a, a lot of times. The problem yeah. is... When they, they forget, they forget people who help them though. They forget, sure. Oh, absolutely. There's no, there's no shout outs. Absolutely. There's no love. Yeah. Absolutely. People but I forget I, a lot. I think what happens is more situation is I'm insecure and I'm trying to get from point A to B and I just, you happen to be in the way of that and mm -hmm. I don't mind running up your back to go get it. Sure. Which is selfishness to a certain extent. Yeah. But, but, um, but the, a lot of times I think the, 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 you know, I think your brain works as a, almost like a GPS. Mm -hmm. So like the destination you, in order to in order to use a GPS, you need the destination, yeah. and the destination has to be really uh, detailed. Otherwise, that arrow just kind of floats across across the map. Yeah. But most, what's even more important about uh, the GPS is you need a current location because yeah. you, the the machine doesn't work without knowing where you are yeah. and where you're trying to go. And a lot of times, whatever that happiness is. They've never really even defined that. So they're chasing something that they haven't defined, or they're hunting for something that they haven't even defined. They don't even know what they're looking yeah. for. Well, and you should, you know, have a little more love for the guy that actually gave you the phone to put the app on. Sure. So, sure. I agree. <laughs> the GPS agree. doesn't work at all. But, uh, no. Yeah, but yeah. It's, <laughs> without, the, without the phone right. and the service this. that I'm paying for. It, yeah, here's fucking, my old yeah, iPhone. Asshole. Here, have yeah. this. <laughs> You can use this because you don't have one. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, no, I, I kid because I've actually, um, I've gotten better at that. You know, yeah. it's like, because uh, I do work on myself, you yeah. know, and, uh, you know, it's like, you know, we run around with a bunch of comedians and it's funny because with comics, it's like, there's a split between insecurity and confidence. Sure. So it's like, you know, it's like, we're always like balancing who we're going to be today. You know, we're going to be this, like, please, nobody loves me, or we're going to be like, I'm better than you. you know? yeah. It's like, it's one or the other. Right, it's right, like, right. It's ne there's never any, you know, gray area there. 
I feel mm. like as comics, we're always like, you know, splitting between those two emotions. It's it's a funny thing is I have this acronym that I, I follow and I talk about this on my show all the time. Yeah. Uh, is ACE is okay. authenticity, credibility, and empathy. Okay. So always be authentic, be truthful uh, about what you are and who you are and what you really feel. Yeah. Even yeah. if the feeling that you have is insecure. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, being credible, meaning I say what I do, I mean what I say, and I follow through when I make, when I give my word. Sure. And what is my empathy? The person that I'm dealing with, how do I, do I, do I, am I able to put myself in that person's shoes to see if I'm reasonable? So I go reasonable, fair, and firm. Am I being reasonable? Am I being fair to the people that I'm dealing with? And I being, am I also being firm about what my boundaries are and what my non-negotiables are? So that because what happens a lot of times when we, we lack validity, we will compromise our, our, our non-negotiables, yeah. which ultimately we don't. I mean, we compromise it for a while and then we go, yeah, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to do this no more. And yeah. then when you change your mind, it's like, well, you've always put up with this. So why are you not putting it up with now? Well, well, I get to change my mind, too, yeah. you know? So if you, you know, I, I try to always be authentic about what the truth is. Yeah. Always try to be credible and keep my word and, and just who am I dealing with and what's their situation? Now, that's a lot, and that's heavy for, you know, guys that tell dick jokes for a living. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's so, but you know what, you're right, it, it is, but you know what? <laughs> Did, did what I find the truth of it, like, okay, yeah. here's an interesting thing. And, and, um, good friend of ours just got married. Yes. We went to his Great wedding. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And we don't, you and I known each other. Like you've known me as long as I've been doing, I've been doing comedy yeah, 18 years time. and you've yeah. been doing it longer yeah. than me. Yeah. And we don't get to hang out. No. But when I see you, there's a, there's a camaraderie, there's a love that I have because of the fact that we made it. Whatever that fuck yeah. that means yeah. is that we're still doing we're it. still standing, yeah. And, and then I said something to you at the wedding. I was like, man, who's better than, like, this is. Yeah, now it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful thing you said because you were just saying, like, how much, you know, we giggle. You yeah. Know, how much we laugh and how much, how silly it is. I'm 52 years old. Yeah. I'm still giggling. Yeah. But know? it's like, but how many jobs do people choose where, you know, no you're fun. laughing all the time yeah. and oh. you're being silly, you're busting each other's balls. Like it's just, time. you're basically, you're just, you're kids. Like you, you get to be kids all the time. <laughs> but, and it keeps you yeah. young. It keeps like, you young because of that. Yeah. Like he just started, you know, yeah. he's new and stuff. And so, but he has that enthusiasm. That's why I always like guys like him around me, yeah, Spencer, because yeah. it's like, you know, he keeps me like excited about yeah, it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like yeah. you have to have that. But this this whole thing is like we were all a bunch of comics and we we're all just so silly and it just doesn't it doesn't stop. Yeah, and Spencer, I'm probably not gonna remember your name at least until you get to your fourth year. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because yeah, that's that's I can't I'm halfway there. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. It's a good name though. At least you remember that. Yeah, name. yeah, right. Yeah, right. a lot of names like what's your stupid name? <laughs> but, uh, it's uh yeah. So well there it, but it's funny that you say that because it's like you know, we've seen it all. You yes. know, we've seen, um, you know, the Boston Comedy Club days. We've yeah. been through, you know, all these changes in comedy Clubs plays, and open and closed. And and comedy this, villages and CBs and, and comedy, comedy Hole and, and the comedy South Comedy Hole. Yeah. yeah, the cellar yeah. And thing. And it's like all these places, you know, and it's just like, uh, yeah, it's interesting to where comedy's I, at now. I, um, it's funny that I, I did a show. Uh, about a week and a half ago, and uh, uh, Maceo was in, not Maceo the comic, Maceo, DJ Maceo from De La Soul. Okay. Right? And he was just kind of, and Maceo, De La Soul, 
you know, they're going through this whole thing with Tommy Boy and the, the streaming rights and everything and yeah, the yeah. boycott, the, what they call the Tommy Boycott. But Maceo saw me and I was on fire. Like I was, I was actually smoked out of my brain, but that's yeah. a whole other thing. But, um, <laughs> but I was on fire and I had such a great time on stage. And was just, a, and afterwards he, he says, man, I, I, I want to take a picture with you. And I, and I look at him and I realize who he is and I go, you, he goes, yeah, I'm Maceo from De La Soul. Now, De La Soul changed the face of hip-hop. Like, like Wu-Tang Clan, De La Soul, Tribe, yeah. Oka, like that. Yeah. And he's like, yo, I, I need a picture with you. And I was like, no, I need a picture with you, <laughs> right? And then we kind of instantly hit it off because the creative aspect of comedy is the same thing as the creative that creative energy is the same yeah and he could see that i was pushing artistically the way i i'm affected by the de la soul catalog their whole catalog of music is amazing yeah so and they changed the face of hip-hop and i'm like just for a dude like that to go yo this yo that's you know, it, yeah. would, it would be like Bruce Lee going, man, good set. Yeah, 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 And you're like, Bruce Lee just like, because he gets <laughs> yeah. the, the, you know, yeah. he maybe don't get comedy, but he gets yeah. that this is a little bit different. That it's craft and it's like, it's And that you're do. doing something yeah. different than everybody else is doing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other things we, we, you know, Amy Schumer did spots with us at Stand Up sure. New York on a Tuesday for 11 yeah. people. And so the other things we also know that the difference between somebody who becomes a megastar and the difference between somebody who's just doing spots or the work in comic is a choice. Yeah. It's it's as, it could be you tomorrow. It could be and so in New York, nobody really cares what you're doing because the only thing that matters is being funny on that stage. I yeah. want I want the I want an unsolicited compliment from Dustin Chafin <laughs> after he's watched me for eighteen years and go, man, that. That means more to me than anything else because here's a dude who's been entrenched in this business and understands it and goes, yeah. man, you made me – the biggest compliment is, yo, you made me push my pen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so well, it's, it's like uh, last week we had Dan Soder and he was talking about – he saw Adam Sandler like get all giddy about seeing David Tell. Right. And he was just like, oh, David Tell. Like, you know, half the world doesn't know David Tell. Right, right, right. They right. all know who Adam Sandler is. Right, right, but right. But he gets it. And, yeah. the, and to him, that was his thing. Was yeah. Like, oh, my God, I'm a dumb, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get to yeah. talk to Dave, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and Dave's know, like, huh, uh, 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 stop, uh, stop, uh, stop, uh, stop uh, uh, so hey, close hey, to me. Hey, Adam. <laughs> Got a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy's interesting because it's like, you know, he's just, I mean, if there's ever been a guy that was just a fucking stand-up comic. Yeah. It's David Tell. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no podcast. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. radio show. Yeah. His TV show was basically him being him. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> when he used to drink. Right, and right. And it's like, but it, it's just... Well, he doesn't drink anymore. No. no. Really? Yeah, it's been about, probably about eight years or so. Wow. He's a little behind me, yeah. So there's a lot yeah. of coffee. A lot, yeah, of- a lot of coffee, a lot of American <laughs> spirit cigarettes, and candy. The guy's crazy for candy. Oh, yeah. He'll bring in, like, just Halloween bags of candy and give them out to the staff. Because like, <laughs> I get it, because when you stop drinking, you, you crave it. sugar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Ah, ah. yeah. But, uh, well, that's the thing, too, is, like, you know, that, that's that's a weird thing, too, being, like, not the difference between being drunk or, or drinking, uh-huh. and then uh, I was more drunk than drinking, mm. and then, then being sober in comedy. Right. That's that's a, a whole other experience. Yeah. Where it's just like you have to kind of like, you're so aware all the time, you know, it was before it felt like it was more like, you know, 
it had this rock and roll feel to it, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I do a shot, that motherfucker. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Devil's horns. <laughs> yeah, you were just delusional. Yeah, and then when you you eat your dick and wouldn't even know it. You know? Right, right. Because you're just so blasted. You're just like, man, whatever. You know. But it's all. It's all. It also has a lot to do with your own. Again, this yeah. this kind of understanding what your what your current location is. And some people are good at. It. Oh yeah. Yeah. Greg Wilson can get drunk, and he's and funny. He's, yeah, yeah, he's fucking funny. Yeah, Whether yeah. you think he's brilliant or not, he's still yeah. actually funny on stage. Yes, and yeah. people laugh, and it's a whole thing. Here's the thing: I like so people can do it. Stand up can do it. As long as you know me, yeah. I've never been a dude who really drank on stage. You probably have never really seen me drunk ever. I don't think so. Um, a little bit after the bar or something. Yeah, silly. but even yeah. then, but yeah. not like silly. I, yeah. And uh, I just started smoking weed on stage, mm. and and it just opens my head up. Because I give zero fucks anyway. Yeah. And but the but when I'm when I'm when I'm on weed, it it it's like my third chakra is open, and I'm like, <laughs> and I just where I would make comedic choices yeah. that I would never make any other time because okay, there's this ordered, you know, we get into this ordered thing. I want to yeah. talk about uh, the uh, rhythm yeah, for a second. Yeah. Um, so. And you'll, this is, She's cool. you got Spencer, it. this is so, you're so lucky right now. Because this is, you are absolutely, because young comics yeah. don't get this talk yeah, they're unless good. they're friends of mine. So, you know, we learn to, to, um, we learn to manipulate the audience into laughter. Yeah. But what we don't understand is the audience starts to manipulate us into a particular rhythm, right? So it becomes um, Pavlovian in that you get the laugh you say the joke in a certain way, and then what happens is with time, years and years, you start to actually talk into that rhythm. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. pauses become, sure. and um, you have to, on a base level, as you're learning how to be funny, you need to learn that rhythm. Yeah. Because that rhythm is the thing that makes you funny. Um, but what happens is you start to get a rhythm, and whether or not the you realize it or not, the rhythm actually... The laughter dissipates in the audience the longer set you do because they get a bead on your rhythm. So if 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 you go if I go dun 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 dun, everybody goes dun dun in their heads because it's just we've sure. been programmed that way. So even even when you um when you gain the rhythm where you know how to make that laughter, yeah, the audience subconsciously starts to understand what your rhythm is. And even if they don't know what the punchline is, they know the punchline is coming because it's the rhythm. They start to get a beat on your yeah, rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. The, and the only person I've seen that not affect is a tell because yeah. you know I still call a tell that the Allen Iverson of of comedy because Allen Iverson when he was playing and he was the answer and you were like he did that crossover yeah if you stuck him he'd do it again and then he'd shake you yeah so a tell's brain is so warped that his punchlines are so outrageous. That even though you know it's coming, and you think you gonna, you know what he's gonna, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be like, "I'm fucking a monkey in a hammock," and you're like, "What?" <laughs> right? So he still gets you. Yeah. But 
as comics, there's yeah. a lot of people that we think are we thought were funny, and we still think are funny, yeah. but we don't laugh at them anymore because we have a bead on their rhythm. Well, there's stupid like Todd Berry, yeah. uh, Ted Alexandro. There's certain people. It's like they just have a perfect kind of jazz esque way of talking into the sure. microphone. Use you know it just works for stand up. Sure, sure. I've noticed with my rhythm, it's like late as of lately, I'm funnier when they're difficult. My rhythm gets really funny when they're shitty, and it's like it's interesting to me. I'm funnier when they're shitty. I would definitely. I yeah. I mean, I've been watching you for years. Yeah. I would definitely when say, they're shitty. I'm just like mother, and I just get all you know just what? like because it takes you <laughs> out of your rhythm. Because I'm just like you fuck, get the fuck, you know. Yeah, I yeah, just go yeah. after them, yeah, yeah. and it's funnier, and yeah. then I eventually get them. But it's like, if you're a little shitty in the beginning, I'm probably going to have a good set. Mm. But if you're perfect in the beginning, it's like, ah, I'm yeah, you start, this you Right. Yeah. But that's also, that's also kind of the where we, we're comfortable. Does weed help your rhythm? Um, it, it removes the rhythm. Like, so. Oh, removes that thing. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, you know, we grew yeah. up, you know, I mean, you were a big proponent of Patrice. And and sort you know, of gave and gave well. I mean, <laughs> there's you, a love hate. There's you, a love yeah, hate. but you. I'm put not gonna him lie. On, but you put. Oh, him absolutely. On. I thought you he was a good comic. Him, you thought he was absolutely. a great comic, and yeah. And the thing with him is, there was always yeah. this kind of stream of consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stream of consciousness doesn't have a rhythm because, yeah, yeah, yeah. as you're thinking, yeah. it's it's a real thing. And now he was one of the few guys. He was doing it early, yeah. Yeah, like he. Stanhope, like certain guys that were doing it. Yeah, like, but yeah. it was. It's not. Yeah. A, and and the guys who do it, you go. Yeah. Like, as young comics, I mean, yeah. you know, I was young when you were already yeah. kind of established. It's, you're like, what the fuck is, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't, I don't even understand it. And it's funny, but I don't understand it. And just watching that rhythm not exist, it's almost like it affects the audience in a different way. Well, I saw, like, with Patrice, I remember when he, like, I, I remember he was working on that special, his uh, yeah. first half hour. And, like, I remember, like, giving him tags or writing, running it through. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't even know this shit, you know? Right, right. He's like, we're giving him tags for that special. And, like, he's trying to run it at Boston. And mm-hmm. with, like, no crowd. We're just, like, mm-hmm. trying to keep the time and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then you know, then the night of, uh, were you there for the taping? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... What, uh, for Elephant in the Room or the no, 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 no. The, the half HBO. hour HBO. Yes, I was there. And, for both. Uh, yeah, at both. The interesting both. And, uh, you know, he had a little hard time after Bill, you know. Well. Yeah, it was like. You're like, right. Well. He did. After, I mean, Bill kind of, I, I felt Bill woke him up as a comedian. Yeah. I felt that particular, just following Bill on that particular this show. This is a great conversation because. Yeah, I feel like woke him because yeah. he was like, he was always good and he was always, don't give a fuck. And he right. was always doing all those things you're talking about. But it changed after that. Yeah. Yeah. He became a better comic. Well. Yeah. Here's a, one of the things, too. Um. And we know these guys personally. Bill is a super technical comic, um, where Patrice was more kind of fly by the seat of the yeah. pants, kind of a passion. I'm going with the passion. I mean, of, Bill will go off on a rant, and he'll yeah, he'll, he'll but explore he, it a little but he bit. was he'll tech- explore now. Yeah, he's he'll way more yeah. fluid. But I'm saying, if we talk about comics, is as as you know, what kind of comics? Like Bill was a technical comic. Like everything with him was worked out. Like yeah. he wrote it and worked it and yeah, worked yeah. the pauses, sure. and um, and the thing was, I, I think Patrice was also doing stuff that I thought was like so. Patrice was, I mean, build crowd work, right, right, and on a special, yeah, which was <laughs> and, yeah. And, calling out women in the back row. You can't even see them. What are you doing? And yeah. I, I saw both those. I saw both of those sets, and honestly, Bill, the first set was about a nine and a half. 
Yeah. The second set was a 10. Yeah. Patrice's first set was about a seven and a half. Yeah. And, but Patrice's second one was a nine, about a nine. A nine. And, and I would say this though, but Patrice was also, his material was much more harder to sell. Like he was talking about women. 9-11 and women. Yeah, he always take a risk. Yeah, he'd, he was, always lose, he'd always lose, I mean, for a long time. Yeah, he'd yeah. lose half the crowd because of the women yeah, shit. Yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, I felt like he finally figured it out on Elephant in the oh, Room. Sure, because sure. he finally got vulnerable. Right. He'd never been vulnerable. Right, exactly. Richard Pryor was vulnerable. Exactly. All these people, like, that was the one element he was missing. Yeah. And he got vulnerable in that special. And yeah. a lot of a lot of times we used to look at him walking the room and not giving a fuck as a badge of honor. And then when you become a... When you become a <laughs> yeah, but he'd like, like walk the wait staff. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah Don't yeah. tip this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was fuck like, her. Yeah. Fuck this club. But, like, he would just... Go. It's just like, what? But we used to... We used, as a young... As a young comic, I looked yeah. at. I was like, "Wow, he really doesn't give a fuck." And then when you get to the point where you, yeah. where you, where you help your headline, and you're going, "These people came to see me. Like, why am I being abusive to the people that like me?" Yeah. Just to, so it was more of an ego thing yeah. than it was. And then when he, I think with his career, he decided he didn't like where his career was going. And then with Elephant in the Room, he he became more humble to it, and that's yeah. it was he was much more likable. But I mean, you you. You know, so you guys work together a lot, yeah, yeah. you know, and I know that you've worked hard because um, there is this thing that happens too when you come from kind of the same cloth. You, can, you know, you start sounding like you them. start like yeah. kind of having similarities and stuff. Yeah. I remember people, you know, when I first started, I sounded a little bit like Todd Berry mm. and DC Benny. Really, that's what people would say, just because I watched them and was around them so and much, and you liked them and so the much. rhythm, yes. And you know, and I kind now, of just did you would fall hang out into with it. them as well, or no? DC, yeah, okay. But, uh, Todd, nobody hung out with Todd. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. See, the thing was, <laughs> but this, I watched them a lot. Yeah. But your thing was, you were hanging out with them, you were yeah, friends, we you were in the, the car same, together. Yeah, we had the same. You know, vernacular, the same slang yeah. words. Yeah. Thing. And so I got a big thing where everybody was like, Dante's trying to sound like... Da- yeah, I now remember the, this happening. Yeah. Now, the thing was that I was... I started comedy. I was already 30, 34, 36. I, yeah. I, I, I was married. I was a stripper for 10 years. I was pimping for six. Yeah. I had dealt drugs. Yeah. I fought bare knuckle in pit fighting for money. And so I was never trying to be... So the persona that yeah. that was considered Patrice's persona was my was the combination of both of our persona. Yeah, yeah. And and but I didn't have the the I didn't have the skill set to talk about it on stage. Yeah, so yeah, a yeah. lot of the women's stuff that we're talking about is the stuff that I talk about now on a day to day basis because that was my roots and it really wasn't his root. Like yeah. he was a big dude who didn't get laid a lot, was a serial relationship. And I was running around just putting my dick in everybody. You know, I mean, I just yeah. always, when I met him, I remember I had, my wife was, I was married. My wife was smoking hot. I had a, a SUV. I had a job with a pension. And he remember him saying, man, how you, how you just doing comedy two years and you got a hot wife. And I was like, cause my value is not, Two years of comedy. I have a whole life yeah. before, but he couldn't even understand that. So, yeah. like you said, you get that. You start to sound like each other because you're, and we really hung. Yeah. And then I, I spent. Both big dudes. But, yeah. You know, and I thing. spent yeah. two years not, people don't know this, but I spent two years not working with him. Yeah. yeah. So that I didn't see him. So pri- after the HBO thing, all the way to the, the, the elephant in the room, I had not, I stopped working with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On purpose. If somebody tried to book me with him, I wouldn't even take the I wouldn't even take the money. 
because yeah. I didn't want to see him. I didn't want to be influenced. And that's yeah. how I was kind of able to find my own voice and and kind of find my own lane. Now, you could still see Remnant. Like, I don't, I don't deny that I wouldn't be the comic I am today if it wasn't for him. But um, I found my own lane. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say Todd Berry is what, like, like comedy is kind of like, martial arts, so you, you have Taekwondo, you have Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you have Karate, and you have these guys who were like innovative, like you talk about Todd Berry, Todd Berry, uh, Mike Rabiglia was a proponent, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Ted Alexandro, this is a crazy thing, Ted, through his own admission, says who influenced him was Todd Berry and Dane Cook, Interesting. which is sort of a low energy, yeah, Dane Cook, you know, like yeah, yeah. combine, and if you yeah. think about it, he do these kind of actions and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. but not, they're not abrupt After and stuff. All, yeah, and then you look at like Derosa. Derosa was big, you know, Atel, and they Atel. Dude, Atel has like it's got Big J, Big it's J, got Metzger, it's got Beckyone, it's got Gino. It's I mean, it just goes on and on. And and but Joe. Uh, started working with Patton Oswalt. Mm. And so that long story form that he ah, does now yeah, yeah. is a combination of Attell and him, and then it becomes this other thing. Well, see, I'm really happy that I work with T.J. Miller because he fucking juggles, and I can't do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> does he really juggle? Oh, he's, like, he's a vaudeville guy. Really? Like, nobody knows it. Yeah, yeah but when you go on the road with him, he does an hour. It's like, it's juggling. It's like he's got a, a, a ventriloquist puppet he, he doesn't know how to use, but he has a trumpet <laughs> that he makes the audience play. Like, it's all these, like, gags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a clown, you but know? He's, he's a he's trained fun. clown. Like, he admits it. That's what he is, you know? That's interesting, because I, yeah. I wonder how that affects you. Do you know what I mean? Or does it affect well, you? Well, it's perfect, because we're so different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm up there doing religious jokes and yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So he's going, oh, he's way cleaner than me. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it works, because it is it is different. And that's what I like about it, is I'm not, like, watching him going, oh, you know, I'm going to get influenced yeah, yeah. by him. Do, does know? he does it affect you at all? I mean, does it allow you to, well, he's made you me, to be sillier? He's and made me better of, on stage, yeah. like, performance-wise, because he fucking owns the room. Right, right. So it's just, like, any sort of, like, hesitation's gone. Yeah. You know, where it's, like, working with him, it's just, like, because he'll fly off, he'll jump into the crowd, put yeah. a guy in a headlock. Like, he's crazy. Yeah. So it's, like, any, those inhibitions are gone. Yeah. Like, when I, now that I work with him, yeah. I just know that he's going to be cool with me doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he's not one of those guys, too, you open for, where he's just, like, oh, don't do this, or be clean, or whatever. You know, once yeah. in a while, he'll say something, who was a little much, you know, but yeah. <laughs> and you're like, should I be cleaner? But, yeah. but he's, you know, but it does, but watching him, you know, you know, own a room has really been, yeah. been helpful. And Big J was Patrice and Natal mix. Yeah, kind absolutely. Of, and, and, and then you, he's so you have these the kind of hybrid things that happen and then it becomes, but that's what music is. Yeah. You sure. know, so it's interesting because it's like comedy gets more of a negative uh, connotation for it, but music is always there. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like Miles sounds like, you know, the Herbie Hancock sounds yeah. like that. You know, everybody yeah. just kind of sounds well, like each other. I went to see Clapton, and okay. uh, when I went to see Clapton, uh, people were, his fans were, Clapton is God, Clapton, and he hushed the, the, the crowd, and here he goes, No, Hendrix is God. Nice. <laughs> like he made it clear, yeah. like this is who made me. Yeah. And, yeah. and, um, oh, you know, it's goosebumps. Yeah, 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 yeah right? Yeah. You're, you're like, Jesus, like, uh, like who says well, that? He gave it up for other people, too. I think somebody asked him, uh, who, you know, how's it feel being the greatest guitarist of all time? And Clapton said, I don't know, when you ask Prince. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he gave it up to people. And yeah, that yeah, makes you love yeah. him even more. Yeah, yeah. The fact yeah. that he's like, he recognizes like, I get it. talent. This dude is yeah. like, yeah, I'm good, but this These dude guys is fucking this, next yeah. level. 
Um, it it, it just I you miss know. Prince. Yeah. Don't you miss Prince? I mean, yeah. It's, that's was, why I'm. That's why I'm an atheist. I don't think that uh that Prince should be dead and Ted Nugent still be alive. Yeah. Like, 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 this can't Kid, be. Kid Rock's gonna live forever. <laughs> right. You know, I but can't. Like, and Prince and Prince Tom is, Petty and like, like all these. Really? Yeah. This, Are you kidding? Um, yeah. Um. You know, there's no karma. Yeah, Brody died. Brody Stevens died. <laughs> yeah. Good dude. Carrot Top will live forever. <laughs> it's uh, it's an interesting thing, but I think you you start to um, I think when the fun happens is when you when you just when you start practicing that authenticity. When you know when we can get out of that out of our way about what we expect to happen in the you know in the industry in the business itself. Yeah. As opposed to enjoying what, like, I look, I, I, you know, I feel like now I'm stronger than I've ever been as a comic. Yeah. I, I, I think that there are comics who are as strong. I don't think you, you have somebody who's stronger. You, you know what I mean? Like that. I agree. That, that rip kind of energy. But it's also a situation where I'm still trying to be authentic. And I have to assume that if I stay on this authentic path, that, Things will work out. Well, that's one thing I like about you is like when we, you know, we're huddled like at this wedding. We're kind of huddled at a table <laughs> together because it's like you're one of the few people that. And Leah's that, screaming <laughs> on us. Nah, she's fine. She's not dancing and we're just playing. And what's great about it is like I really believe I don't put the legends on pedestals. Right. I really feel like we're all capable of getting to that level in the stand-up. Sure, sure. You know, like, like I'll, I, I could rattle off five jokes that are as good as Bill Burr's jokes, sure. or as good as the tell. Sure. Like we all, we all have that in us. Yeah, yeah. Because if yeah. you don't think like that, yeah. then you won't rise. Yeah. You'll just be this mediocre comic all the time, yeah. and you'll yeah. just stay and stay in a certain spot, and you yeah. won't elevate. And so it's, that's what I like about you is. Like, you know, some guy, whatever you're like, that fucking guy. You know? And it's just like, that nobody has the balls to say anything about it. You'll say something and I'll just laugh because I'll think the same thing. And, but nobody else will say it because he's friends or whoever or whatever. And then it's so funny that you, you said at the wedding, you were just like dissing on people. And it was just, it was beautiful because I was like, thank God, because I'm thinking this the whole time. Right, 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 right. It's also, I realize that time is the commodity. It's not fame. It's yeah. not possessions. It's not you know, money, it's time because without time, you have none of those other things. If your life yeah. ends and yeah. we just watch a motherfuckers pass away, just yeah. William Stevens would pass, you yeah. know, we watch Brody, Brody Stevens, Brody just pass. And it's like, Brody was tough. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Suicide, yeah. suicide thing is always rough. For a comic. But you know, he also was kind of like, there was a whole thing with he him. Like he was, yeah. and he was always in and out of that anyway. You know, yeah. I didn't really know him personally, but I met him yeah. a couple of times. Good dude, but you go, man, like to be tortured like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, like Artie, the stuff that I mean, and people yeah. love Artie, you know, they what? No, Artie, 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 Lang. Lang. Artie Lang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and one of the problems with his addiction, I think, is because they love him so much that people give him drugs. Yeah. Like he's trying to, find, and they love because they, oh, you, this is what you like. Well, you know, we love, we, yeah, and yeah. it's so, you know, like to to be so lovable and so liked, and then to be tortured in that place because you're almost a prisoner of how likable you are. Yeah, and then you wake up without a nose. Yeah, that's it's just not, crazy. A, that's not a good look. And here's the thing: we will still accept him and love him, like sure. you know, because he's just such a genuinely good dude. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. I mean, it's just it, it's like 
when I see you, I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's kind of, ah, it's going to be good. This, this is going to be fun, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing is, you know, it's like it's a safe zone, you know. You yeah. find comics in this business yeah. that you can kind of, because you need that. Yeah. Like, you yeah. need to be able to shit on people in a safe place because yeah. there's a lot of ridiculousness sure, that's sure, happening sure, in sure. stand-up. But, uh, no, nah, man, it's just. And then who would we, we, we it's you, me, Mike Acosta, like, Dudes, we never, and yeah. then everybody's on board, yeah, yeah, and we, and it's happening. Yeah. Like at any moment, you'd have three comics who never hang out together. All of a sudden, they're together, yeah. and we're having the best time. Yeah, yeah. it's just like this is great. This is amazing. Yeah. all over again. No, you know, you know, it's a band of brothers. Lucky, it's Lucky. a band of brothers, man. Yeah, yeah. sisters, and uh, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't backtrack it any other way. Like, yeah. this is what it is. You know, you also can't, you can't look at somebody else's success and go, yeah, I, I, I should have that because in order to have that, you got to be that dude. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you can't just cherry pick somebody's life. And go. This is I want. I want his riches. Like you know, Kev came. Kev Hart came up with us. Not, I mean, he was a little before me, but he he's came, before me. He's before me. Is he before yeah, you? Yeah, he was already a big deal. Really? Yeah. I mean, a big deal. Like he was working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was. Yeah, he was, was. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not that well, old man. That motherfucker's been doing longer than me. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, Kev. He was Kev. Um, but. Because all those Philly guys, those guys were headlining in Philly. Yeah, yeah. Like, they were, they, like, I came to New York, and I just, you know, I figured it out here. Like, Uh those guys were, they were already a big deal at, like, you know, wherever that. Yeah, but then when they came here, nobody cared. For a little while. Yeah. But But they they did, because everybody took care of each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. It's a contingency, where it was just, like, Keith took care of everybody, Keith Robinson, and so, like, yeah, it's, they kind of, like. You know, looked out for each other. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, that's he's from Texas, so I'm yeah. like, you know what, Texas love. Like, yeah. cause there's none of that happening. Right, right, so, right. So right. I'm creating it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But with Philly, it's like, bam! It's like all this Philly. Yeah, love. I just met a bunch of young dudes in Miami, yeah. and they're trying to start a, yeah. a, 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 a <laughs> good for them. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I've been that show. Yeah, yeah. The guys were like, oh, this is the guy that we really like, and he's been doing comedy three years, and yeah. I'm like. Yeah. There's no way you could be good at three. It's just yeah. it's an impossibility to be. It takes time to be able to do this well. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. Um, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a you know you could say I want the when it was uh, Kev worth worth now you know yeah. sixty five million or whatever. Knows, yeah. But the the point is the then day. you gotta <laughs> but you gotta show up for that. Like I don't know if I ever want to be a person who. There's 80 people whose jobs rely on me waking up and doing my job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's a, literally a machine. As it, as it's a good problem to have, though. Ah, you, really? For him. Would you for want, him. Yeah, but I'm saying, would you want that? Um, I wouldn't mind a little bit of that uh, freedom. No, I mean, would, freedom. You, would you want freedom. that, like, freedom. in the context of that? Like, I'm a spontaneous person, so freedom, yes. Yeah. To be able to fucking just, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll go to Australia today. Uh-huh. Like that kind of yeah. freedom. Yeah. And hey, that gold chopper looks nice. Yeah. I've always wanted Lamborghini. But you can't. I mean, that's you, the kind of freedom he has. Right. It's, but it's, you it's, can't have that and not have. There's price to pay with that. That's why you got people yeah. extorting you. Yeah. You got people coming at you. Like there's definitely that. And I see that with TJ where it's like people came after him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like they, they definitely, you're constantly trying to take you down. Yeah. You yeah. know, so there's that. That's not worth the price for well, sure. It's like, you know, just to, to use the, like Mayweather, 
Like Mayweather will party with his dudes and they'll be in the club. Yeah. But five o'clock, he's up running, doing road work. So yeah. he'll be like, you guys can stay and party all you want, but five o'clock, the bouncers, his crew, everybody's trainers got to be up at five o'clock in the morning. So y- you can hang out if you want to. Yeah. But tomorrow, we, we, we got to go to work. Yeah. And so, I, you know, in a way, you, 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 like I said, you can't just cherry pick. You know, you like you can't just take the the gold helicopter. You got to yeah. take everything that gets you the gold helicopter. Whereas if you do it yourself, then you can have the gold helicopter and still be in the context of who yeah, you are. Yeah, well, with Kevin Hart, it's like he, you know, I remember early on people were saying stuff like, you know, like even when he was a brand new comic, yeah. he like I remember when he was not really working, people were saying that he incorporated himself, which is like mm-hmm. you know, that was like one of the big deals, like, what do you mean you incorporate yourself? Yeah. Like like things like that. Yeah. He had a vision yes. of yeah. knowing that he was yeah. gonna be an entity and that he yeah. was gonna be was an enterprise. Machine. And so he he saw what he wanted and he went for it. Yeah. You know, and he's very And he yeah. wanted to be famous. He wanted to be famous. Yeah. And he's and he's good at being Kevin. Yeah. He's this yeah. funny little sidekick Dude, and yeah. it works. Yeah. And it's like you know, it is what it, his stand-up, whatever. You it's know, a good. He's a it's good. All right. I mean, he's he's a good. Comic. He's a storyteller. So yeah. it's like he, you know, I think it got better once he was able to kind of just like tell stories. It's, like, it's okay. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not even going out of my way to watch it. Right. Right. But and he's nice. He's sweet to comics. Sweet guy. He'll sweet come guy. up and fist pound you and be yeah, on good yeah, set. Yeah. Hey, what's up? I remember you. Like he's yeah, yeah. he's cool. I mean, there's like five guys with him when he does it, but yeah. he's, you know, he's... But they're all employed yeah. by him, yeah. and, and I, I remember he was doing an interview, and I walked, I was at the stand, and I walked up at the stand, and he was doing the interview, and he saw me, and he was like, excuse me, and stopped the interview to come and give me a pound, and That's I'm nice. like, and it's like, we were cool like that, but you just don't assume that people will be that humble, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, what's up, Kev? He was like, how you doing, big dude? Blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, and he was like, oh, right, let me get back to it. But it was like, it was yeah. so genuine. Yeah. And I was like, ah, you know, you you, you, you you just can't begrudge his success because he was a kind dude, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you get, because I think he knew that he had value before everybody else did. And so it wasn't, he wasn't insecure about being validated. He was just waiting for everybody to catch up to what he thought about himself in the first place. He, yeah. You know, and I think that's another thing is that we we get into this place where as human beings, we just we want to be validated. We want somebody to go, man, you, you're good at what you do and stuff like that. And, and a lot of times we when we don't get that, then we, we get insecure about it. And and, and then we're, we're fighting ourselves. It's like, I'm insecure, and then, but you can't show that you're insecure. You can't say it. Yeah. You can't say this makes me feel uncomfortable. But that goes back to what I said in the first place is the authenticity. That if you're, if yeah. you're insecure, if, if you say something that hurts my feelings, you know, artistically, and I just go, man, does I? Man, that really hurt my feelings. And, and it's hilarious when a guy looks like you. <laughs> and then you go and you, but I give you the opportunity to be a friend and go, man, yeah. I didn't mean it that way. Sure, sure. And I go, all right. Yeah. Whereas if I don't, then I have this animosity yeah. and I'm holding this animosity yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's festering and, and, and it becomes, it comes out in some other way. And, yeah. and I've just learned with time to be pure in my thinking and pure and honest no, in my thinking. Yeah. Don't work just, on yourself, man. It just really, it's, it's so, it's good to wake up every day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, to yeah. know that I get another day to be authentic, be yeah. credible, and still, still, still be empathetic to other people's situations. So a lot yeah. of things when people would do stuff that would really piss me off, I go, uh, I, yeah. I get it. You're, you know, not that I, 
allow it because I don't really take much shit. But I get that you're in. This comes out of some insecurity and sure. and stuff like that. And I can just let it roll off my back because you know the two things that we'll always have to do as human beings is give forgiveness and ask for forgiveness. Like there's just that yeah. never ends. And so if you go into that situation and we look at the humanity in each other, it 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 uh. You know, you, you just learn to accept people. No, I mean, that's that's one thing that I've, um, when I have meltdowns, uh, which are frequent um, on stage mm-hmm. lately, <laughs> my meltdowns will basically be geared towards audience members not, like, allowing that humanity of of us kind of supporting each other in this situation right. of stand-up comedy. Right. It's like, because I'll be like, dude, look. You wanted you wanted Sinbad. I wanted a better crowd. Like <laughs> let's, you know what I mean. Like we both wanted something Some better. We let's, both let's, wanted something better from this situation. Yeah. We can go into this and both positively get through it together. But here's, here's or we could just be dicks to each other. Even saying you, that, because I got no I'm, problem being a dick. Right, right. Even saying that is what I'm talking about. The yeah. authenticity of that, the truth yeah. of that. It's like I get it. Uh, okay, and it's like, and, and, and you're and, just and, like ah, you know. And unless the person is a sociopath, they get it too. They uh, usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know. You'll break most, 80% of the crowd yeah. with that kind of mentality. And that 20% you yeah. don't want to because yeah. they're just fuck. being jerks. They yeah, just yeah. really are those kind of people that you don't really give a fuck about. And that, you know, that's one of the things that I've learned, you know, even from watching Patrice, is because he, he would dig in, Yeah. you know. But then he, but then we could all say that he dug in a lot of times when it wasn't necessary. When he he made it uncomfortable when, he, when there were other people there who loved him and wanted to to watch him and he wouldn't even give them a chance to enjoy him because of some other jerk. And it's just, it's yeah. just not fair. It's just not fair. Like they, they want to see you. Yeah. You, look, if somebody is being a jerk, I'm all about cranking it up. Like I, you know, I start yeah. pulling levers and cranking up the engine. <laughs> all right, we, we're doing this. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, let me bring you in real quick. Yeah. Uh, this is the longest intro ever. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were rocking. I'm no, sorry. we are rocking it. But I like to do that. I like to bring it in okay. in case somebody gets in mid mid yeah, thing yeah. and doesn't see what's happening. So, um, yeah, thanks for being on here. That's thanks for having me, bro. On the show. Really, and, uh, thanks for having me. No, it's great. And, uh, you know, it's like uh, you've done a lot of cool stuff, man. It's like yeah. some Comedy Central. Like yeah. you were the first guys to do the Russ, uh, Russell Simmons stuff. Yeah, that was cool. The, yeah, the Russ uh, stand-up at the L. Ray. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was the cool. That was Before they blocked credits. it up and called that, it the that, ruckus. <laughs> that was your Showtime White Boys in a Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> like they all had yeah, that one yeah, first yeah, thing. Yeah, and you're yeah, just like, okay, I'm a real comic now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the stuff, um, you know, you did a lot of Sirius XM stuff, yeah. Lost of Patrice, and then, uh, and then acting know, stuff. Acting about, stuff, a lot yeah. of cool acting stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, a lot of cool movies and uh, fighting. You know, you had a yeah. great, that was one of your big roles. The, yeah. the first, you know, kind of on screen. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of Dante was in yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of Yeah, we saw a lot of good Dante <laughs> and uh, a lot of television. You too. Know, yeah. Every time they show that fight scene, Vecchione used to call me up and go, Man, I don't know why this guy is, just doesn't talk to you. He's so easy to talk to. <laughs> I don't, why do you have to fight, guys? Hilarious. Uh, yeah. I did a lot of episodes of Blacklist. Yeah. That's yeah. a great show. About eight episodes and, of that. Uh, Power. And Power. And yeah. And stuff. So, uh, yeah, Dante Nero in the building, everybody. Thanks hey, for having me. Hey, Dante. And it was funny because uh, you you touched on it uh, a while ago, but uh, you know we just had a porn star in here, a former mm-hmm. porn star. Yeah. And then you, you know, you were dancer. Yeah, yeah. Male, stripper. Exotic yeah. dancer. Yeah, yeah. Stripper and stuff. 
And so, um, do you feel that that being, you know, oh, dancing around in a hammock, yes. uh, like helped uh, you with stand up comedy? Like, well, the business is exactly the same. Yeah. Is like the, 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 the format of it is like, okay, you decide you want to do this. Yeah. You create your character, sure. right? You hone your character and then you run around doing spots. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, yeah. like on a weekend, on a, on a Friday, I would do five or six spots, different. Just five, just running around. I had a little different characters. No, same, same. Like I had a what character. Was character. I was Prince Mandingo. I, uh, of you were. Yeah. I, <laughs> I had. Um, if you remember Shaka Zulu, the movie Shaka sure, Zulu. So I saw that where he. There's a scene where he reclaims his throne and he comes with this headdress and and he and I was you know I have three older sisters yeah and so there's, there's this tall black dude six pack just crazy with this and he has a train and a, yeah. a, a scepter and he walks yeah. in and he basically walks down and the, the crowd opens up and he he walks to the throne and he, re, he actually his brother is yeah. in the throne on the throne he kills him and then takes the throne just stabs him oh, right wow. there yeah, yeah, yeah. first he makes him submit and yeah. go he goes my brother you please don't kill me and he goes you submit to me he goes yeah and then he kills him and takes the throne but my i was sitting down watching this and <laughs> <laughs> my sisters, my sisters who are sep- really different yeah. in people, the, the, in, in terms of the guys that they date, like yeah. total opposites. And uh, but this guy walked down the, that aisle, and they all were like, mm. and I was like, <laughs> what, the, what was that? So there was this kind of masculinity about him, this strength yeah. and masculinity. Sure. And I was like, that. That's my character. Hilarious. That that's. Did and, you did you do it before you had a character? Did you uh, have to pick? Uh, I, yeah, I was, I was, so uh, like, uh, bringer shows. I like. was, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I did, a. I was, like, actually, what's, what's I that like? What's as, the open mic circuit like for the, like, I was, starting I out? came out as a butcher. The, the, I had a big baloney. I used to have a baloney. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I had uh, another time I had, a, I had, cause I used to, I, I had a, I had a scholarship for fencing. I went oh, wow. to college on uh yeah <laughs> I know the it's, lives these comics <laughs> live. It's like what I um there was a I dude, love fencing. I yeah I uh what, what weapon you like? Yeah, I don't know. You I, know, just, know? Like, I had a buddy that had the had the fencing stuff and we just I used to around. do foil. I used to do foil, which yes, is yeah. the small skinny thing. Yeah. Well, it's one? kind of the small guard. It's okay. a small guard you hit okay. uh on the, the like a vest, okay, like the yeah, upper body only. Now, Epe is what. The Three Musketeers, which is the one with the big bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that cool. you can touch anywhere, from head to toe, anywhere you can stab. And there's no right away. Like, you don't have to block and parry. You could just, it's kind yeah. of free-for-all. And then saber <laughs> is the thing where custard, where you have the thing over the hand, yeah. which is a horse weapon. Right. So you only hit from the waist up, but you can also slash. Let's get back to your other sword. Right, right. right. So, <laughs> so uh um, but the, 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 that was the character. So I was doing these goofy, trying these goofy things. And then when I saw that, I was like, that's it. Yeah. And then I, you just kind of hone that character. And then you literally will do anywhere from clubs and private gigs in people's houses. Yeah. Bachelor like parties. Santa. Like yeah. Santa. Same yeah. thing. And then you're, you're running around from bird to bird, get, doing yeah. spots. Doing spots. Yeah. Until you're exhausted. And then you come home and you you, you pull a little dollars out there. a few more chicks, though. And a, few, yeah, a few, yeah. a few, a few. <laughs> um, I've had some good sets. Oh, yeah. and I've got laid off a few sets, oh, yeah. but nothing. But I wasn't wearing, you know, men. Well, I was at, it's funny because I was actually a mobile DJ first. And I, I was... You were vice president one yeah. point. <laughs> I wish, I wish, <laughs> I wish. Um, and I was a mobile DJ, and I remember thinking to myself, like, at the you know, back in the days before there was laptop DJs, 
and yeah. and and hard drive DJs, yeah. you had milk crates. And yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. So at the end of the party, when yeah. everybody would be running home with the girl of their choice, we would be carrying speakers, and uh, we'd be carrying speakers and and carrying speakers and and milk crates, putting them up in wherever we stored them. So it's the sun's coming up and we're working, and everybody else is going home with the cutie. Yeah. And I was like, I I gotta find a way to not carry speakers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I do this strip thing. I go, I can put a G string and a cassette tape in my bag, little baby oil, I'm in business. Yeah, and I yeah. and then the end of, so whatever borough I was in, I would snatch a girl from the and stay in that borough. Like just nice. sleep I mean it was that easy because of your ability to you know, because it, you know, like I, I it was the business which just made women available to you in that way. I also think it was just like with I mean I don't know much about it, but exotic dancing or whatever, I feel like it was it, it it was newer, you know what I mean? So yeah. it wasn't like, yeah. you know, this, like, now I feel like it's like, ah, dude's gay. But back then, it, yeah. was, it wasn't like that yet. Well, they did, they, that was the stigma. Was but it still? It was okay. the stigma, but we changed this. I kind of yeah. changed the stigma. Yeah. So, um, because that was a thing. It was, okay. Yeah, it was a thing, but we would try, you know, we would, like, for instance, I had, like, this edict that, and probably would get me in trouble, but if you did gay shows, you couldn't do straight shows. Oh, okay. Because, money and shows, yeah, because you, because then that's what blurred the lines a lot of times. And then women wouldn't come to see you if they thought you were gay, uh, gotcha. you know? So it was a marketing thing more than anything else. Kills um, the fantasy. Yeah. Um, I had a dude, I had, a, there was this dude who did kind of was doing both Yeah. yeah. and just kind of not the brightest dude in the world. And I, and we, he's doing a show for girls. Yeah. And then he, he, he's doing his stunt on the floor, and all of a sudden he runs and grabs a, a Heineken bottle and he shoves a bo- Heineken bottle up his ass. And we're like, what? what? <laughs> right? And the girls were like Prop freaked back. out. Yeah. But he had like the carrot top of ass. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and he, in his mind, because he was doing both, it just, yeah. and he was like, it worked in the gay crowd. And like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So how do you go from that world stand-up comedy. It was easy because I mean, it was, how does it happen? Like, tell me, like, what's what was the transition period? So, did you uh, watch comedy? I was did a you, comic freak. Like, so most of Did you go yeah. out and watch shows? No, I would like even when I was a like I. Who's the home. first comic you saw? Like uh, in a live setting in New York? Do you live. remember? I saw Tony Woods as the first guy I saw. I don't even remember. I mean, but I always you know, went you to went? comedy. I remember. Well, I can remember shows. I remember doing going to the strip. You did okay. when. I saw Keith Robinson okay. and Jim Norton. Oh wow! Okay. Jim Norton was trying to get past at the strip. Oh wow! And he was and doing you were this. An audience member. Yeah, yeah. And he All was right. doing this thing about him having little red nipples, like a like a rat. Okay. Like little pink nipples. He's still doing that bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> but but as a kid, I I used to sneak home and watch, listen to my father's Richard Pryor, Red Fox, nice. Mom's okay. Mabelie, sure. um, George Carlin, outlets, the Bill Cosby albums yeah. and stuff like that. And then when Carson was on. I would stay up late and sneak, and like I would be laid out on the floor looking through my mom's bedroom watching Carson. Nice. And I mean, like, I knew like Gary Mule Deer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. really obscure comics that nobody would know yeah. Emo Phillips and sure. Paula Poundstone. And I watched. Oh, was a beast. Yeah. And I was, yeah. I was so, like, as a kid, I was watching that. Sure. Um, and I always wanted to do comedy. Um, I was just afraid, I mean, and it was easier to be physically naked than it was to be emotionally. Because as a as a comic, <laughs> you're huge. emotionally, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Def Jam hit, and um, 
I was so I was promoting these huge mail reviews, like four thousand, two thousand, from two thousand to four thousand people, and uh, and I was doing like elaborate stuff. Like I, I like I'm one time one year I came out of a cage. I had a cage built. I had them roll me out in a cage. Another year I had a throne where I had bodybuilder chicks carry me <laughs> above their head, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a chariot one year. And I had bodybuilder women. Pulled the chat, just insane. Yeah, and I was spitting fire, and I used to drink lighter <laughs> fluid, and I had to stop that because I would be high and dizzy from the yeah, lighter yeah. fluid going through the line in sure. your mouth. I was like, "Hey, guys, you want to drive me?" And uh, but um, I started booking. Uh, Def Jam happened, and then I started booking like Tracy Morgan, and I was hanging out at Uptown Comedy Club, okay. and then Mike Epps and Jim Brewer and Rob McNair. I was booking these guys to open. For the comedy, for the for the strip shows. Oh wow! Okay, and started that, right. and I really wanted to do it, and okay. I just, I I just couldn't. Like I had, I was writing jokes for yeah, years. Nice. I had the book, and I just didn't do it. And uh, and then I kept doing other things to not do it. Okay. So I was gonna like start. What? Like so I ran a, I did a clothing line. Oh, I did okay. an urban clothing line, Everything right? Fucked, and man. then I did, and what happened was, so I was work, I was I was working with the phone company. And I was a guy who worked in the phone company, and I was still stripping at that time. And um, it, you know, that business was very lucrative at one time. Yeah. And anytime you have like an underground business that's lucrative, you have to. It, there's the dark side of it, and so you, you know, you might have to pistol whip them, dude, to get your money because yeah. it was it was unregulated and whatever. Or you go to a show and then a the guy tell you, "Oh, I'm not paying you." And and you go, you either go okay or you go get your money. And so, yeah. so um, it was a dude that owned me. His couple, kids are so soft. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they uh, have no idea. What, it was a dude that like. owed me a couple, a couple stacks, like a yeah. couple grand. Yeah. And um, I was actually like, I was training for the phone company. I was in two or three years, and I was like, you guys should come. There's it's going to be about eight hundred women in a snowstorm. There's eight hundred women in a club. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just be us. And I was like, I don't, I'm not getting. I'm like, look, you don't understand. I can't have sex with all of them. You need to come help me. <laughs> and uh, and we went to this thing. And I said, and, and I remember this dude that I was doing the clothing line with. I go, uh, listen, I'm gonna, I'm, I want you to come. I said, I might have a little, you know, a little scrap. Like, I might have to check somebody, but I don't want you to get involved, Mike. Because I at that time I had a, I had a group called Wet Seduction, 16 dudes. A lot of them had been in and out of jail because they had the jail muscles and shit. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I don't need you involved. I got my guys, but I just wanted to let you know I don't want you to walk in. He was like, nah, you're off. I'm with you. I'm, I'm ride or die. And I was like, look, you, you have no idea the underbelly that we made. <laughs> so I, um, the guy had booked my guys and not paid them. Yeah. And he just was like, fuck y'all. And I, so... Um, and I said, I said, you, you know, every time you work for me, you guys make sure you get paid. I go, you're in my face. I go, but this guy cheats you, and then nobody does nothing. Nobody smacked this yeah. dude in the mouth. Nobody yeah. choked nothing. So I said, I tell you, they was like, well, so, 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 I, well, here's the deal. I'll give, I'll give, uh, I'll give five hundred dollars to the first dude that smacks him in the mouth, right? So I put <laughs> this bounty on this dude. <laughs> and I was always a dude who didn't have to get angry to smack a dude in the face. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, it just could be, okay, this needs to be done. Well, you had to kind of be technique, that yeah. Yeah. And uh, so the, I said, but what happens if I smack the dude in the face? Yeah. And they're like, 
we'll give you a hundred dollars. I go, how I give you five hundred and you give me a yeah, because we know you'll do it. Right. <laughs> so we get in the club and we all walk in and this guy comes in late and they're all revving up trying to get angry, revved up to 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 and they're like, yeah. He's like, hey, what's up, fellas? And they're like, fuck you. And they, you know, and he yeah, yeah. doesn't. He has no idea why this is going on. And we go upstairs, and uh, the, I'm. He comes. There's a dressing room. We all got our clothes out. And the guy goes, I'm sitting on the. There's a pool table, and I. Um, the guy walks in, and I slide off the pool table. And the guy goes, uh, I go, listen, make sure you ever book my guys again. You make sure you pay them. And he goes, yo, who the fuck are you? Bang! And I knocked the dude out. Yeah. But what I did was the guy who came with me from the phone company. I knew the guy was coming, and I said, yo, you, you want something to drink? He goes, yeah, yeah. I go, yo, here's some money. Go get me a such a thing. Get whatever you want. And I sent him out. Then I knocked the dude out, and when he came back with the drinks, the dude was out cold, right? <laughs> and, he, and you don't really realize what that, like, when you live that kind of cold stuff, yeah. you don't realize how it affects squares, with like people who don't live like that because yeah, yeah, yeah. they think you're like you're a sociopath but it's it's just it's the it's rules of, of engagement you know sure. and uh so comedy i mean you know that's a cakewalk right point, exactly you know? it, like, and then and then to, he to whip somebody for a 25 dollars spot you know yeah, yeah right right well he 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 saw that and then when we started yeah. a clothing line together yeah I think he always felt as though, like, was a little intimidated because of that. And so he just gave me opposition yeah. for the sake of giving me opposition. Like, yeah. you're not going to, you're not going to take advantage of me. And I, and we were trying to do a business together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ended up telling him we were incorporated. We were doing pretty good. Yeah. We are moving product. Um, we had a couple of the, the, the clothing pieces in music videos and stuff. It was moving. And this guy was just giving me, like, if I said, like, we would argue about hoodies whether or not they'd had knots or eyelets yeah. on them. And, and I'm like, and then I just was like, I never wanted to do this in the first place. And now I'm fighting with you every day about eyelets. I go, look, just take the, you take it. I'm, I'm gone. And that next day I signed up for a comedy class. Yeah. And comedy. There you go. Comedy, yeah. baby. That's it. <laughs> and then, and I had to kind of yeah. change the rules of engagement, you know, yeah. you can't really, <laughs> you got to dial back a little bit. <laughs> Stand-up comedy. Um, that's awesome. So yeah. uh, do you have any road stories or anything that's uh, like um, in stand-up? Like any, uh, yeah, like, yeah. like I, to do a little crazy road stories if you have any um, I don't know if they even compete with like your other yeah, it, world. Not really. It was a lot. You yeah. know, it's definitely a lot nobody's, easier. Yeah, nobody's fucking not paying. And I was, and, you know, I was 290. Yeah. Which shit house. Yeah. They weren't really fucking with me. Yeah, people behave when you're around. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I, I'll be like, yo, I'll be like, did you see Steve? And yeah. they're like, uh, he's yeah. a, somebody go, he's a dick. And yeah. I'll be like, I just, yeah. I, he's always nice to me. Yeah, and they I go, go, dude, he's a skinhead. I'm like, he never, never, I thought yeah, he had yeah. cancer. You know? like, so it's like. Yeah, like so, Dan Natterman's going to have a different life uh, you know, yeah. coming up than you. you yeah, know? yeah. It was, uh, but I mean, I've done, I did, you know, like just people being unprepared and me not knowing what to ask for. I remember yeah. doing a comedy show standing on a wooden chair okay. with no microphone <laughs> in a bar. Nice. Like I was, there was, and I was, we did that together. Yeah. <laughs> we might've done that game. And, and, yeah. and I'm just yelling into a crowd with the yeah. TVs on and it's just like, yeah. What, like what so makes you stronger though yeah yeah i'm yeah. oh, sure and then you you yeah. learn that when you get that gig in rome new york yeah. right and, or you know there's always some shitty like venezuela uh pencil philadelphia some, <laughs> some exotic but shit yeah. yeah you learn uh I, we want to have a comic come out here and you go 
do you have a microphone? Do you have a stage? Do you have a place for people to see? You start to learn to ask these yeah. things. Well, comedy is easy to set up. We need a microphone. Yeah. A PA system and a stage and yeah. paper. If you don't have that, I'm not. It's not comedy. Yeah, you, you figure know? out how to like take care of yourself. Yeah, I yeah. So you don't thing. end up in these places. But you know, I remember that. I remember. Well, that's that. the thing. Like whenever like I hear things about people flipping on sets and things, it's yeah. just like you know, it's just like I think it always goes back to like some shitty thing they had to deal with. Yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah. five years ago when they weren't yeah, famous. Yeah, and they're like, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's gonna be good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank and you, uh, yeah, uh, so uh, plug your stuff, your podcast. Okay, so the, and your my podcast and all that. is the Beige Phillips Show. It's a relationship podcast. I'm rebranding it this year. Maybe in another month, it'll be called Man School 202. It's the podcast that I used to do with Patrice on on Sirius Radio with him, and we've extended it now. And I do one on one consultations on, on phone consultations about relationships, <laughs> and uh, so and uh, and I've been you know I've been doing it for six years, and so. Um, but if you could follow me on Instagram, that'd be great. Um, because we need to have Instagram followers in order to be famous now, apparently. It's not about being funny. So if you could follow me I just on... want to be Country Wayne. That's all, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I want to be. <laughs> uh, if you could follow me at the Dante Nero on Instagram, that'd be great. Uh, I'd love to get my numbers up with that. Thanks, man. I'm, yeah, you know, no. I appreciate you. Thanks. I love you to death, bro. Yeah, I love you, you brother. It was so good seeing you at the wedding, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And rekindled, rekindled our bro love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, we do uh, it every time we run yeah, into each other. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> it was a shitty show. It didn't matter. <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening to uh, the show. Uh, you can also uh, follow us on uh, Leave You With Is on Twitter and our Facebook page. And also, if you're interested in learning the art of stand-up comedy, I do uh, one-on-one sessions, uh, nice. outlaw comedy coaching. You can catch me on that. You Figures. better check him out. He's yeah. years of years <laughs> oh, of knowledge. Knowledge. Yeah. Shout out to uh, our intern uh, Spencer Celio. Thank you so much. Uh, What's his name again? Down. Spencer. I, I went two more years. Just say Spencer. <laughs> I remember it in two more years. Spencer Celio. Two years, you'll get it down. <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening. To I'll leave you with this. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.